Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 65 of the Dry Spellcast. Uh, this is the week of December 22nd, 2019. I'm Matt, that's Austin, Hello. and that's Jason. Hey. The gang's all here. We found a time where we were all free and could uh, okay. say hi Correct. to each other. We, we found a time that you're... You are free. Um, so there's lots of times throughout the week that I'm free that you are not. Do not blame this on me. <laughs> Jason and I schedule has lined up to work out on Sundays, and then you, oh, I have to work 9 to 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, Over here? It's not, it's not my fault is, that I work 14-hour days on Sundays, but here we it's are. A Chris, it's a Christmas miracle that we're here. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, and... Yeah, Christmas is in three uh, days. Three days, which is. is mind blowing to me. So I've been I've been thinking about this more and more because it's my first Christmas in a warm climate, um, and I don't have family around, and it's like my first real year that hasn't been dictated by like like a semester schedule or like concerts that are like Christmas and everything. It doesn't feel like Christmas at yeah. all. How, how like does it feel all. not having to, to work the Messiah this year? Oh my God. You have no idea. <laughs> like, so, so I love playing the Messiah. Do not get me wrong. And like, I actually totally miss it. But, uh, for several years, uh, we, I, so I like stage managed an orchestra and I would hire Austin to help me um, load in for our Messiah concerts was at the, which was at this church that involves us carrying heavy decking up like several flights of stairs um, it was across, the... across like marble from the Vatican and like you can't like it is because if you drop anything it's just you you it's just shatters destroyed. You destroyed Christianity, so yes. Um, uh, so it, yeah, it's... it's like super high pressure, and it's just it's just the worst. And you had to carry them like yeah, you, know, you had to carry like twenty risers, or I don't even know how many it was. Maybe not that many, it was, but it felt it like was right around it, that. Yeah, it, it was, felt like it was that many. It was easily the worst thing I've ever done for work ever, um, and sense. I worked in fast food <laughs> for <laughs> three years. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a weird season. Uh, and well, I, I'm, it's I I agree with you because like, obviously this is not my first year out of school, but like it, I'm still not used to like not having Christmas break and you know stuff like that and where my world kind of revolves around the school schedule right. and like like you know I have to go to work tomorrow and on Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas and I'm like no, adult <laughs> life sucks. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I work straight through. I work Christmas Eve. I work Christmas. I work New Year's Eve, New Year's. Uh, so yeah, at least I get the major holidays off. But it's a good time. At least I get holiday pay. That's true. That's good. Um, and by holiday pay, I mean they kind of. Actually, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's been really weird. Uh. The only reason I really even know that Christmas is so close is because I put up like a thing as we enter our house that says Christmas in th three days, and I change it every night just to keep myself focused. 
Well, I bought a uh, I bought a Star Wars advent calendar. Oh, that's I good. See, I don't know if you I can should see have. it. It's like, it's like right there. Nice. Yeah. I think that's it. And I actually haven't eaten the chocolate for today yet, so I need to eat that. Mm. But... Yes, I should have done that. Um, I almost made one of you know you know when you're in elementary school and you make those chains like out yeah. of cardboard. Uh, and you keep adding, you keep adding the you keep adding the <laughs> chain or like the construction paper chains. Yeah. Yeah, and you like remove one about... every day, and yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. that. Good in the backdrop behind you. I know. Yes, right, right here behind me, around my head. I did, however, buy Christmas lights the other day, and I put them up outside, like hey. a week before Christmas. I didn't Look realize um, how many I needed, so it looks like it's like half done. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's it's all about the Christmas spirit, right? I might I might go buy like another strand or two tomorrow <laughs> if I can find <laughs> any, just to finish it out, right? Because I'll keep them up through New Year's. I don't care. Yeah, people. Most people leave them on, so. I mean, well, I remember where I was working. It was literally the day after Halloween. I would deliver to a house, and these people had professional people put up Christmas lights Hell yeah. on November on November first. I was like, seriously, oh, like, <laughs> like that's to me that just seems so early. I'm like, we're still you're you're glossing over one major holiday still. So let's just tone it down. Yeah, well, it's a <laughs> shitty holiday, anyways. But uh, I. Yeah, in like working in the job I am, like I talk to so many people that do the same thing as me, but go way out on their Christmas shows, like sync it to music and like have like big lights displays and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, there was like a a place here crazy. In, in Boise that like coordinated with the radio, so you would drive by the house at certain times in the day. Or in the evening, and then the song would play on the radio at a certain point, and then the show would start. Yeah. And then the last, the last one was like at ten o'clock or something. It's like they like they like put a lot of work into it. Where like they literally had to coordinate with the radio station to get the song to play at that certain time. I'm like, that is, that's wild. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, it's funny. Like, I guess I watch get out, Jason. Here. She's gonna get you. <laughs> uh, thing is so. And Jason's uh, has a cat now, <laughs> um, but that... yeah, the things you don't like think about until you live in literal theme park hell, where everything is an amusement. <laughs> but you're you're in the happiest place on earth. Exactly. No, that's California. Oh, speaking of which, I my girlfriend got a bunch of uh, Disney pins from her aunt, like these guys. Mm-hmm. 30 of them. I don't know if you can see them on my table. Oh, yeah. Just, um, because I didn't realize this was a thing. In Disneyland or Disney World, you, uh, exchange pins with people on your lanyards. Yes. And I didn't realize that was a thing, and we're, we're planning on going here in a few months, so I guess we're getting prepared. Wait, you're All going... Right. You, never going mind. Going to Disneyland? But, going to Disneyland. I messed up my focus again. Uh yeah so yes pin trading's huge, like yeah I huge. I had no idea it was a thing it's yeah huge. Um, so that's what we're doing huh yeah you'll love it um the... I've got I've got some exclusive pins that you can't get anywhere else 
Um, do I do I need to come to Disney World and do some pin trading with you? You know what it reminds me of is like uh, the coin thing from the military. I don't know if you guys know that. Yes. Like the, the officer coins and stuff like that, and it's like a game where if you have a coin that outranks someone else, so it's it's kind of like a it's like a I don't know if it's like a game it's a gamma game, but like you know if you're out drinking with these people and you you throw the coin down and no one can outrank your coin, they, everyone has to buy you a drink. But if someone outranks you, you have to buy everyone else a drink because you're like you got challenged or whatever. So that's kind of what reminds me. I don't know something stupid. <laughs> well, even even like uh, packs now, um, and I say now, but you do pin trading at packs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and by you, I mean not me, but people do. Um, but you but also. Yeah, that's that's he a huge thing. You. I'm just yes. like in the corner. I'm like, hey, got some pins. <laughs> <laughs> Got some um, pins for. You. Let's see what I let's see what I grab here. I have a uh, nice pink teddy bear. So nice. That one's probably gonna get traded because it's stupid. But oh no, yeah. that's like dead center. You know. Here's the country bears, or whatever the bear jamboree. That's what it is. Well, now I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Um, so speaking <laughs> of games, well, it's, it's something you can get Alexis because <laughs> anything Disney, it's like a it's a good. There you go. Uh, so speaking of video games, is that what we do games, here? Let, let's talk about some video games. Uh, we're we're on a little bit of a time time crunch today, yes, so sorry. we're not going to hurry through things, but we're going to moderately walk through things. Luckily, um, we don't have a ton to talk about, so this it'll can't be okay. turn into another three hour. Um, Right. So, but bitch fest. But thank you to whoever stuck through that last one. Yeah, no kidding. We, we, pre- we right. appreciate you. <laughs> that's, there was that's a few my, of you, so I'm sure that, that's my goal to like get to the point where I could do that weekly. But uh, it's still a lot. You guys got to listen a lot, and then yeah, yeah. There you go. And we'll yeah. all quit our jobs, and once we get to ten people, right? Yes, let's get to ten people. That's ten subscribers on an average on a weekly basis. We'll all quit our jobs. <laughs> yes, because our subs- our subscription fees are six hundred dollars a month. So there you go. Exactly. Yes, you can back us on Patreon. We have one level, and it's six hundred dollars a month. <laughs> um, and at the rate we're going, you might get I a mean, podcast a month. <laughs> That's the uh, standard fee. I mean, if you that's, want to go to the premium, yeah, that's the premium. Be at least a thousand. Yeah, at least. I mean, it's actually just anything you want to donate past a thousand. So, so here's here's a random tidbit that I I know I'm going off the rails with. So I was reading this uh, this Reddit post, and it was this girl who like sells feet pics on Tinder. <laughs> Mm. Um, and I was I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I wonder if I could make some money by selling feet pictures. Well, um, you probably could find a market. It doesn't. It probably hurts that you're not a uh, a female. I think that's how do prob- they know? They're looking at my goddamn feet. feet. I mean, oh. I guess my feet are probably a little hairier than. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. we can we can shave shave them, put some true. nail polish on you, you know. None, uh, yeah. none the wiser. I want to go get a good like pedicure, anyways. Is there that you what you do on your feet, or is that a yes. manicure? Manicures the hands. 
pedicure's okay. feet because ped, uh, on, ped, you know. Oh, so that it. makes sense. Honestly, either sounds great, right? But right. I would. I just want a massage. I want a foot All massage. Right, so we have a career plan now, Matt. Yes. Yeah, so so <laughs> for six hundred dollars, you might get a podcast a week. If you go the premium route and get a thousand dollars a week or a month, you, <laughs> you get, get some foot a picks. podcast, and I'll send you some feet pics. <laughs> Um, I'll even shave my feet. I, I'm not saying, hold on, I'm not saying I have like super hairy feet because I don't. Um, I think they're standardly hairy. <laughs> but um, they're not they're not hobbit feet is what you're saying. They're not hobbit feet. Um, right. But I actually might have hairier feet. I have like abnormally hairy feet. Like it's kind of weird. <laughs> not like not like that bad, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have hobbit feet, but it's like, huh, that's uh, weird. Yeah, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll leave that one. Yeah. Uh, so if you uh, want, if you want the, you know, the hairy route, I mean, I'll be your guy. There. You yeah, for an I'm extra two hundred dollars. How much you, uh, how much you donate? You know, if you go to a thousand, you'll get Matt's. If you go like past that, you get Austin. Yeah, I mean, I I actually have some good looking feet. I can I can shave the hair if that helps. You know. Uh, my feet are flat if that changes anything anyways <laughs> <laughs> um, so games uh, so games. I uh, so I have basically fallen off of everything to, in terms of video games um, I just I don't know what it is but every time I like sit down on my computer either I'm too tired or I'm just like I don't there's not much I want to play today right um and I, I think it's just one of those funks I'm in uh, because there's games out there I want to play and I want to finish, especially like coming into the end of the year, like trying to finish my backlog this year. That's, that's um, where I'm at. And I, I wonder if it's like, it's just that overwhelming feeling. I'm like, oh God, can I do this? Because uh, I want to finish um, Outer Wilds or Outer Wilds. Wilds or Worlds. Oh, that's Worlds. right. I, I want to start Outer Wilds. Um, yeah, I heard that game finish good it. too. Uh, I want to, f- I want to play Control. Um, and those are like the three. Like uh, Disco Elysium sounds yeah, really cool. I, I, I want to really try it. I at this point, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm like I'm picking and choosing on what games I'm gonna be finishing <clears throat> out for the year. Um, I'll let Matt finish his thing, but like I agree with him. I'm just like. I don't know why I always do this to myself. I'm like, oh, I'll get that game later. I'll get that game later, and then I'm like, you know a week left of the the year I'm like oh I gotta play four more games to get a top 10 list <laughs> yeah ah! yeah actually, because... I, actually I did better this year than I have in the last couple years so that's good on me so yeah um but what I what I did play in, in the past little while um so Life is Strange 2 episode 5 came out um so I've I think I sat down and finished that episode in one sitting. Um, it felt a little shorter than the other ones, but I, I don't know if that's an accurate statement. Uh, I need to just binge that because, like, I love the Life is Strange series. I just have not sat down and played this. Yeah, game. I think I think it's a pretty I- easy binge. Um, there, there's some writing in there and stuff that I'm like. <sighs> Uh, I, I think yeah. it was not as good as it could have been. Um, kind of like the first but, one. Yeah, totally. Um, 
I don't like this game as much as I liked the first one. Right. Um, the first one almost had this like surreal kind of thing to it, right? Especially yeah. when you get to the end and you realize like what the crux of this story is going to be, um, and kind of even past the whole like uh, the narrative of. Um, I, I don't know how to say this without giving everything away, but like the narrative of like the whole kidnapping part, like mm-hmm. that, like that's like kind of based in realism and stuff. But then you have this like whole surreal, like outer thing where right. like, Oh, the town's going to get destroyed and like all this stuff. Um, and for and some reason that that really that was really cool because like by the end of the the fifth episode they they could really play around with it right you have that weird surreal dream sequence um, right and stuff like that uh and i really enjoyed a lot of that stuff um life of strange 2 is very kind of based in reality mm-hmm. um and it it does fine with it and I like what they're saying um you know they they do relentlessly kind of tackle some I think hard hitting topics uh and I think they do that well uh and so I don't know I, I like I really enjoyed it um I'm happy with the ending I got um, and I like I I always kind of think to myself, oh maybe I'll go back and get the other endings. But then I read there's like five different endings to this game, um, and I'm like, there's absolutely no way I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, so I just sat down and watched them all. Uh, well, and I I I got the ending that I wanted. When uh, it comes down to it, like especially I saw this in Life is Strange one is I uh, hated the fact that you could just like go back in a save and just redo something because that cheapens the experience so much because like the moment something big happens I immediately thought okay I need to go back and just fix this and then I sat down for a second and I was like that would ruin what this game is and so I just had to keep going because you, you can't just go back and get all the endings you gotta go with one that you got well it's, <laughs> it's, it's you got you want to get the ending that you want like you can't be like okay well I want to do this because I, I this ending and then I want to do this, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, because like, like my thing, get... like how I how I go back, like The Witcher Three. I got the ending I wanted, and like uh-huh. I was happy with it. But then I talked to people like, oh, I got this ending, and I actually enjoyed this one more than right. other than than what you got. So, because it well, it's all about right? like what you get to organically, right? Yeah. Because you have you've kind of put in the effort and made all of these decisions that now lead up to this. And to say like like especially with like the life is strange, especially with the second one, it feels like even the littlest detail that you do with it, you don't even realize is happening. Like your interactions with your little brother, like in like episode two could completely devolve the game into something completely different and i didn't right. realize that was happening until i went back and what and like they show you all the choices that you could have made and what could have happened and i like sitting there and reading like the different endings that you like some people have gotten i was like wait how how could i have even 
done that. Right. Um, but the it fact that pop I up got like the telltale thing, he will remember. No, and, no, totally. And some of it does. And that's the thing. Like some of it does. Like oh, if you choose this path, it does this. You do this path, or right. I guess it doesn't tell you what it does, but it gives you kind of that freeze frame of like oh, I can choose this, or I can choose this. Um, right. So you can kind of like sit there and think about it for a minute. Um, but there's other things like smaller things that you totally don't realize that you're you're interacting with that completely change the outcome. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that I think is is the coolest part about what I experienced in the whole game. Okay. So, yeah, it, it was a good time. Um, it's definitely, you know, moderately depressing. Let's not be, uh, uh wrong about it, but, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm excited for their next game. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm really excited. Is their next life is strange three or here? Yeah. I got Life isn't strange. Yes, I think that's what we should go with. <laughs> you literally um, are a man, are a man who shows up to a cubicle life. every day and just... It's actually just they... Stanley Parable. <laughs> um, no, well, they announced their, their next game um, already. It was at, uh, what, I think the, the Sony event um, that they that. announced it. Uh, it was, I can't even remember the name of it now. Um, but it's tell me why yeah tell me why tell me why I think you did that literally on the the last podcast too because we talked about it then did we well I'm consistent I guess <laughs> yes your jokes <laughs> well, land just, consistently they land every time um, oh god that brings me back to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing and if you like Austin's uh, jokes then make sure you donate Yes. That, that is actually an extra five hundred dollars a month for my premium joking fees. So yeah, we cut it so out. With, uh... We Matt tirelessly edits my jokes out because they're too good. I mean, good yeah, for... you you're you're practically saving money by subscribing to us. Yeah, like like what are you doing with yourself? We are the cure to your depression. Uh, I can't even cure my own depression, but. Uh, <laughs> The the other game that I want to talk about real quick um, is Sea of Thieves. Um, I've yeah. played it a handful of times um, in the past couple months. Uh, and if anything, I just want to highlight how often they are changing things and how often they are updating and adding new features and stuff. Um, because, like, even, you know, I think I played it a couple months ago and then I hopped in a couple weeks ago and I'm like, Oh, there's cooking, and right. there like, and that does like that has gameplay effects, and you know there's I'm, there's more I'm just monsters curious. I, and I love how Rare has been so good about not just updating the game but like changing and evolving the game over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the game came out, don't get me wrong, it was super fun to play, but there wasn't much to do, um, and yes. that, I think that was kind of what they were like. What, Obviously, what they were going for is you know create your own adventure, which we did. We had a ton of fun just like sailing around, doing our things, taking forts. But slowly, they've been adding these things to keep this game going, and it's just I'm really like I I know you guys have been playing a lot. I know uh, my brains has been playing a ton lately, and I really want to get back into it. I just haven't had a lot of time to sit down and like um, play a game. I know it's going to take a lot of time. Like Sea of Thieves is something I want to sit down and not just like 
do for half an hour. I want to sit down yeah, and play for it, an extended period of time. So I want to be in that world. sit down for 30 wanna, minutes and play it now. Yeah. So I want to be in that world. I want to be there. I want to, you know, be immersed. I don't want to be like, all right, well, well, see you later. Just peace out. So. Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, I think, think a lot of the stuff they've added is like just enhance the gameplay. It's still down to that core mechanic of you just kind of sailing around with friends and just you know goofing around and stuff. But um, why why change why change but, what works? I guess is right. My totally. Like why change that if that's if the core concept is good and we can just keep on adding on to it? Um, yeah, I I really enjoy that game still. So yeah, and I, I'm glad movie. that they continue to, uh, you know, add on Support to it. it. Um, yeah. Austin. Yeah. You have what? control on your list. I do have control on my list. So, um, like Matt was saying, because I was saying earlier, is like I'm trying to get my backlog finished because we do have plans for game of the year that we want to do, and there's still some games I wanted to play this year, and so I'm kind of slowly, um. Maybe not beating the game, but like you know, get enough sense and try to move on. But like I'm on, I'm doing control now, and so far this game is, it's a good game. I know like when it came out, I was like I was really interested in it. And I don't, I I could have got it then, but I just I don't know why I didn't. I feel like it came out right when Modern Warfare came out, so I kind of went that way, um, right around the same time. I forget exactly when it came out. Am I right on that, or is it? Oh, I think so. I, it was. I, if I remember right, it definitely felt like a fall. I think release, it was like. I think so. it was. I think it was like September or something like that. Something but, like that, yeah. Um. So I picked it up because I've always been interested in it, and this game is super cool. Um, I know the whole idea of it's like you know alter reality bending whatever. So, I mean, the best line that I the game said itself yesterday when I was playing, it's like. Where I'm in a building, an infinite building that's connected to the astral plane, and I mean that's essentially what it is. Like this building you're in is just it's huge, it's ever changing, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, and like that's the whole that's kind of the whole mystery is like the the, the bureau of control is been in this building for however long, but no one knows it exists because the building doesn't want them to know it exists, so people just right. don't see it on the outside. And that's kind of kind of the whole point. It's like a magic building, I guess, is kind of the the easiest way to explain it. But uh, it has a connection to the astral plane, which is you know like the I don't know like people like the, you know the ghost plane or whatever people like want to say like the spiritual level, spiritual plane. And so that's kind of what the game is tied into. You you show up and you, you literally walk in there and you're like, how have I never seen this building before? And you're like, I've been looking for this place for the last 12 years, and I'm finally here. And it kind of quickly becomes like, comes out that you have like an inner. Uh, it's not really an inner monologue. She monologues to herself the whole time, um, but you have like this like extra being with you that you that can talk to you, but you don't hear them. Only she can hear them. So like occasionally through the game, she's like, well, what do you think of this? And then I like then your screen screen will kind of do like this warpy thing and that's it communicating to you, and so that's kind of the one of the storylines is figuring out this thing because um, you kind of learn that there was this an event that happened 12 years prior, where uh, her and her brother got, got exposed to this thing and then the Bureau of Control came and took her brother, so that's kind of the reason you're there. You're trying to find your brother and then you show up to this building and then 
you walk in and no one's there and you're like well what the heck's going on and then you kind of hear like these whispers in the background the whole game is just you hear this hey it's like kind of unsettling the whole time and you're like well that's just weird and then you like meet up with this janitor he's like well you're here for the job interview aren't you and you're like what are you talking about and then and then whatever you go into the the ceo's room and he he shot himself in the head and then you pick up his gun and then the gun chooses you and you become the new director of the bureau so and that's kind of where it starts she's like and then because that's this gun is like an object of power that's kind of the whole point is there's these objects of powers that come from the astral plane that you use to fight this enemy that's there that has been referred to as the hiss that like takes over bodies and it's i don't know it's it's weird it's super cool uh it's a lot of fun just you know essentially it's like a star wars game because you like just like can grab things and just throw them at enemies and you can like control enemies and uh it's it's a lot of fun so the and that gun is super cool so it's like the one gun you get but you can do alternate like fire modes with it and i think i have just the pistol a shotgun a sniper and now the machine gun version of it so you only can have two active at a time so you kind of can switch it around but you can switch it at any time um, so if like you're in battle, like, oh, I, need, I need the sniper. So you pull, you switch the sniper modification and stuff. So super cool story, super interesting so far. Uh, like I was hooked right away. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like let's let's figure out what's going on. This is weird. It's cool. I like it. Um, <clears throat> and this building is just so cool to explore. And I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Um, couple. I mean, I'll give some complaints. The I'd say the character models aren't the greatest like your character model is pretty good but like when you sit the npcs and they talk they're just like hey how's it go oh gosh we need a uh we got an issue here in the building uh it's really it's kind of like that could have been a little better done but oh other than that it's a pretty good game so far definitely going to be on uh i think higher on my list because it's definitely a lot of fun yeah, it looked really good. Um, I I really need to get to it. Are you are you on I, PC? Yeah, so okay. I did the PC because um, it was on sale at Epic Game Store. I bought it for like forty bucks, and that's kind of what took me over the edge. That was like two weeks ago before the actual uh, like Christmas sale started. I know Epic has their Christmas sale going on right now, so I, I picked it up for forty bucks, and I've been playing it the last couple of weeks. And um, I mean, I've only been playing for like an hour or two here and there, but I've maybe got it you know close to 10 hours in it now so it's i'm excited to see where it goes because there's definitely some really trippy things with the uh the astral plane that you go to and there's like this like midway point that's like in this motel and every time you go to this motel it's like a puzzle to get out of it so it's it's right. kind of like it's the passageway through the ash it's just interesting and you walk in there she's like i remember this motel <laughs> when i was a child so it's like everything's kind of connected to her and uh, it's it's super cool. So, awesome. um, if you like that kind of game, I mean, it's super trippy, super fun. The physics stuff is awesome. So, mm -hmm. I know you can. I know I like. I haven't gotten to the point where I can upgrade my abilities more, where you actually can like fly. Um, I can do like a, a dash and stuff like that and whatnot. But you can actually like hover. I think at some point and so and that's kind of how the game does difficulty. It's like as you go on more and more like you kind of end up losing like cover to hide behind and she just ends up being like an open room where you have to use your abilities to like move around and grab stuff and throw right. things and and 
and shoot and because you only have a limited amount of ammo and then your gun has to recharge you don't have to reload or anything but it's it's a lot of fun because there's a lot going on it looks good uh especially on pc i got the like you know the, the ray tracing and all that good stuff it, the game looks really good so um oh, well i just yeah. gotta say real quick that just because i'm sitting here having trouble not laughing my cat's sitting here, and she sees your guys' pictures on the screen, and she Austin's so animated that she's just fascinated. With she's herself. like, Medina! Woo! <laughs> uh, so yeah, other than that, I, I control I'm trying to get most of the way through, but I might have to move on soon. I just I did just pick up uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, so I'm going to get some time nice. in with that, because um, that was on sale, too, an Epic Game Store for the sale right now. Your first purchase, you get a $10 uh, coupon for it so I ended up picking that up for like 40 bucks as well or whatever 39 something or other so um, get some time in that and then one more I really want to tackle hopefully I don't know if I'll have time for it is Sekiro because oh. that one I passed on earlier this year and it's kind of looking like that's been like the best game of the year so far so I really want to at least get at least want to like jump in there and like try it out play a little bit of it kind of get an understanding of it um that's kind of like the game, like Outer Worlds. I've been playing that a lot, but I'm kind of putting that on the back burner because I at least have a sense of what that game is and where it's going and what it, what what mm -hmm. that game has to offer. So I have an idea. So I'm kind of putting it back on the back burner and get more on my backlog, and then I'll go back to it for sure. It's, I mean, that's a great game too. So easily top one of my top games of this year. And then uh, I'm playing, you know, still some Modern Warfare, jumping on, doing some rounds. I mean, right. it's that game. I'm kind of having that itch for. I'm like, I need, I need more. <laughs> I need more. <laughs> um, so, ton of fun. They just did the huge season one update. Um, ton of free content. We got um, three classic maps came back. We got Crash from Richard right. Warfare, Vacant and Shipment. Um, so, in I'm, you know, it's a fun game. Really enjoying it. I know Jason's been playing quite a bit too. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. I'm gonna try to catch up on my backlog and whenever we do our game of the year. So, hopefully got some time to at least, at least get my hands on this last couple games so I can actually get a quality list out this year. So Right. Sure. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Jason, go ahead. Uh, well, I haven't been playing much uh, a lot of like single-player games or anything, but there's a few. I've started up uh, Halo Reach, and thank you, Athena. Clean, clean, clean it off uh, your camera for you. I yeah, exactly. The tail duster. I started up Halo Reach. Uh, I remember, like, I didn't play a lot of Halo, but I remember Halo Reach has some pretty big emotional moments that I really enjoyed. So I started it up, and uh, I've been enjoying it so far. I'm excited for the Master Chief Collection. Oh man, yeah, I, I can't. Mixture, I have access to that. So right, the mixture of the classic gameplay, kind of, and you know, the people who have already played this a hundred hours since it came out on PC kind of makes multiplayer a little bit frustrating just because you get in there like okay that's this always feel right and i'm dead that's always been my issue with halo <laughs> in general um i never played a ton of halo growing up like i never yeah. played it like anything besides multiplayer growing up i should guess i should clarify that right my only experience with halo is with matt when we kind of did our little mini series there um because other than that, it's just been multiplayer, and I was yeah. never, I was never good at it. Because we, you know, we did this, this, the typical thing: two Xboxes came over, four players on each Xbox, and you know, play yeah. with the guy, play with the guys, hit the boys, and uh, I always sucked. So yeah, you know, until you know, turn up gravity 
turn off gravity and turn off jumping to 200% with the grab hammer and you just fly around. That was fun, <laughs> but <laughs> other right. than that, like, I, I know what you mean. Especially probably the multiplayer still feels a little dated. It does. And, like, stuff like when you aim down your sights, you get shot and you come out of your sights. That's one thing that hasn't been done enough. Yeah, it's games, like... Really. And it's... And then, it, uh... Because you're probably used to playing games like Modern Warfare and Apex Legends that play so smoothly now. Yeah. And you go back to a game from 10 years ago, you're like, oh! And yeah. it's not a matter of it not playing smoothly, because it does. It's just, yeah, it, uh, it has different mechanics that just aren't really... Clunk, a it's just clunkier, I think is probably um, the, the term. But I enjoy it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I need to sit down and play through the campaign. Got through the first mission, but then the is, person I was playing one... had to go, so I decided that... I'd wait. So it's co-op? It is. It's up okay. to four-player co-op. I, I'd sure. be down to do that with a couple people, because I, I got to right. that. So. I mean, I... They're, they're all co-op. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So I, I, I think, for me, I think that would be the way I really enjoy Halo right now, is playing it with friends. Right. Um, for that's about it for Halo. Like I didn't play it a ton, but Modern Warfare, I I've been playing. Uh, I haven't played any more in the campaign, and I think that's just a matter of like. Uh, I just enjoy the multiplayer a lot more, and uh, especially which coming which coming from you, yeah, is, it's super yeah. shocking. Uh, because you are the one who like I hate Call of Duty's multiplayer. <laughs> I hate their I hate their campaigns. Right. I just watched. Pickles play it so I could get the story. That was it, and yeah, it was so funny that you're like so into this. I mean, <laughs> and I think that's I a testament it. of how good this game is. So, and I mean, there's a couple shooters that I'm still playing. I mean, but I've been enjoying Modern Warfare. It's, true. it's we, not my number one, but it's still it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, we did jump on some Apex last night mm -hmm. for for a few and, rounds and. Gosh, that game still plays really well. So, and after putting Overwatch down for two months, I got back in and I started playing again, and it's back in. It's back in. I love it. Two months, but Jason. Are you okay? I'm playing Tank now, and it uh, it's really fun. Which yeah. tank? Which tank? Zarya. Zarya. I get oh. really aggressive, and I like hold them in their spawn, that sort of thing. That My team gets mad up. because apparently I'm over pushing, but they can't leave their spawn. Um, but other stop, than that, stop playing so well, Jason. Right, you're not letting us get the kill. <laughs> but other than that, um, I started Pokemon Sword actually. Yes, and, uh, tell me, it's fun. Like it, they really streamline things. There's certain things it, that like it's, it's really good. Not as archaic because like there used to be. You have the choice of. It started out like there's no experience share. You're all, only the Pokemon who's fighting gets the experience. After a while they're like, well, here's this little thing that'll let you give some experience to people who aren't fighting. So, and now it's just automatically just everyone gets experience. The, the one the one thing I heard about that is like, yeah, it's great to level up your Pokemon, but like after a while you just become way too strong for the game. Oh yeah. And you're like just going into boss battles and just, just destroying people. Right. And you know, a lot of people seem to have a little bit of a problem with that. I'm on the side of like I don't care because eh. I want to. It, it's you, fun to just go in and one shot something. Yeah, you're. If you have an issue with that, go play. It's meant to have fun. <laughs> it's meant to have fun. You're meant right. To, whatever. There's a lot but of people glad... who are just into that competitive scene, and it's just like it's not for me because there's so much into it. But you I'm can glad still you do played it. that 
because I wanted to to pick up Pokemon. Right. I haven't done it, so I'm glad you've had an experience. So right. you would recommend it for sure? I'd recommend it. I haven't played any of the multiplayer because so that should I get really. So should I get Shield so we can do our special trading? Just kidding. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> uh, what are your opinion? What are your opinions on Drexit? Oh, uh, that's the whole. I I haven't followed. I know what people are pissed, but that's basically how. Uh, Is that the uh, the Pokemon, the Pokemon exi- in, uh, exiting from the UK? Pokedex, Just right? kidding. Um, so basically, when they announced the game, they weren't going to bring back all of the previous all the generations. Right, uh, that's what it was. Just handfuls of favorite I, Pokemon, I think. Honestly, it, I don't care. <laughs> Good. See, because <laughs> when it comes down to it, there's already 400 Pokemon. Like, what do you yeah, need? Yeah, because I think it's like, what, they have like half the Pokemon roster. In yeah. Game, which is still a crazy amount of numbers. Exactly. But in my mind, like, yeah, launch with a half, and maybe you could do something where, like, well, here's 100 more Pokemon. There you go. Yeah, you know? if they choose to. Because they, they have that ability to do that. Oh, so, yeah. Right. Sure. That's, that's where I can see that game going in the future, is, like, every six months, like, oh, here's another 100 Pokemon right. to keep you going. So And more, more trainers, more gym battles, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. And the thing is, like, when it comes down to it, I've been playing it, and they made the comment that they they didn't add all the Pokemon so they could focus on animation. So the first thing someone does is they dig up the animation of one Pokemon who just it's tail whip. He turns around and it just has the whole uh, image just like do that sort of thing. And uh, when they come down to it, what was that? I've heard complaints like like well if you really were to take your time on the animations you could have made them better. <laughs> But here's the thing, like, first of all, there's 400 Pokemon, and when they do give it an individual animation, it actually looks really cool. Yeah. Like, my starter just got Pyroball, I think it's called, and it's a full-on, like, fully animated, really cool move, and it's just like, okay, they did spend time on animation. People are just being petty. The one thing I saw was like, yeah, I told my guy to do double kick, and he only kicked once. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. it's double the amount of kick velocity. Exactly. There you go. It's not, it's not two kicks, it's just the kick is the power of two to kicks. the power of two. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it, it's exponentially stronger, not not multiple, right. not linear, linearly stronger. See? Math. But... I've been enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I haven't played a ton just because I've been like, it's been the game where I'm like, I climb into bed, I start playing it, and then I'm 15 minutes later, I'm asleep. So, have gotten as far as I'd like to, but I've been enjoying it. Good. Let me tell you about a game called Stardew Valley. <laughs> which just had a huge update drop. That's true. Oh that's true. Yeah. I do haven't I haven't gotten into it since date. So, ah, uh, do I start a new game? No, you put in too much progress. I know. Oh, I have fuck like, it. Oh, Start right. it over. Let's go. Another 400 hours. Yeah, um, no, no, no joke. The problem with that game is, like, I'd play it before I go to bed, and it would be, like, two hours later. Well, the problem with that game is I need to be unemployed again to play it, because that's all <laughs> I would do. I don't have time to sit down and play Stardew Valley for 10 hours anymore. I think I'm going to play some Stardew Valley later today. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, let's let's jump into news. Um, yes. Because so since this is our last podcast of 2019, 
Um, we're just going to kind of hit some of the things that have happened since the last time we talked. Um, but we're not going to like generally recap or anything like that. We're just going to kind of go over this. We've got a game of the year um, that we will do at the new year. Um, and we'll kind of cover, you know, the games and stuff more in depth in, in that podcast. So if you are interested, you can always, you know, wait for that. Um, but having said that, there's, there, there is some big stuff that happened um, over the past month. Uh, and I think arguably the biggest um, is the announcement of a new Half-Life game yeah um which is mind-blowing and also words that i never expected to come out of my mouth um, it's not half-life 3 it's not well, half-life 3 it's more like half-life which is fine 1.5 yeah. yes yeah and that's fine yeah. um because frankly again i've said this before half-life 3 will always be a disappointment um, they they will they will never make a Half Life three that will live up to what anybody wants a Half Life three to be. Well, I'm just gonna say it, and I know it's a little bit of a tangent. I don't think Half Life three ever gets made simply because that was built for our generation, and they're more focused on this new generation. So, so it's just gonna go Half Life. I, mean, I don't it, think it's. Gonna watch them just it, release Half Life four. I'm like, eh. see, that'd be good. <laughs> we, we told you three was never gonna happen. That would be oh. the way to do it. And so the thing is, is it's like, uh, in what reality and in, in what what purpose would a Half-Life 3 serve? So the thing is, is Half-Life has always been the game that Valve has come out with, like, them trying to push the envelope and being like, hey, we figured this out. Look at this, right? Exactly. Um, you know, and Half Life Two is basically just a physics puzzle. Well, like, cause like right? I was saying, like, you, like the game I was talking about, Control, would not have existed without Half Life. Just the f- idea of using physics, oh, yeah. movable objects, and stuff like that. Like, literally, Control is right. Control is Half Life Three. No, um, but yeah, it's like look at all the games that have come out because of this game that it, that use that right. kind of yeah, physics. Yeah, well, and. And then if you look at Half-Life 1, Half-Life 1 basically elevated kind of the elegance behind a first-person shooter. Um, the ability to storytell and things like that, we really do owe to Half-Life 1. And then yeah. you look at like the Half-Life 2 chapters 1 and 2 and stuff, and that's all basically them pushing a storefront. Yeah. Um, it's really just Valve, them kind of figuring out a way to say, oh, we have this thing, we want to throw this thing out, and let's let's put it in a game. So Half-Life Alex, of course, is going to be a VR game, right? They, which, they've just released think... a new brand new uh, headset. We knew that they were they were getting behind VR. Um and so it well, I, only I remember, makes sense. I remember, it honestly, might have been 2017, but maybe 2018 when we were still uh, in the studio at Boise State. We literally like joked that Half Life Three was just going to show up one day on VR. There it is. But I mean, we got half. We got half it <laughs> right. right because you know, it's Half Life, almost three on VR and almost like now. Right. Well, the thing and is, what, like. With this being Half-Life 
Alex rather than Half-Life 3. It kind of dissipates some of that expectation that, oh, this is the next big thing. So it, they can experiment with VR. They can push some new techs without having to be like... Well, and that's the thing. is like we... They've had they have to do something that no VR game has done yet because right. you know we've we've gotten VR first person shooter games that you know nothing's been like game changing is what I'm yeah. trying to say like VR came out it's super cool it's not a gimmicky thing but it's just like it is what it is and you're like okay well I shoot and then I teleport over here shoot some more yeah. teleport over here it's it's like they're gonna have to do something just a little different but. Right, and I mean, well, and that's the thing. If, is if it's they want going... to live up to the Half-Life name, I guess, and, my and, fr and frankly, it's going to be one of those things, right? But they're going to throw in their element of puzzles and physics and things like that. Um, right. And I think the the big thing is, is that they've come out and they said it's going to be as long as Half-Life 2 was, you know? So we're looking at a good 10 to 15 hour game. And Which, for that VR games, is... that's huge. Because yeah, most VR that's games the thing. That's what it not needs. that long. Um, it, it VR needs something that can push it, right? Because mm -hmm. as it is, it's so expensive to get into. Um, and then, then you, what? You're gonna buy a bunch of games to play for you know an hour at most, right? And that's the thing. Like, if they can get something that's saying, "Oh no, we, this is a real game. This is." you will have 15 to 20, 10 hours, something like that of good experience with this, um, then that's what it needs. But let's jump back real quick and let's just sit, kind of like talk about how we got here, right? So basically mm -hmm. there were some leaks um, that said, oh, they're going to announce a new Half-Life game, which frankly has happened so many times that it's not even funny. But this one seemed genuinely oh, this might actually be a thing. Um, and so instead of, you know, doing a cool announcement or anything, Valve tried to head it off. They created a Twitter. Um, and then basically immediately posted, oh, yeah, uh, we're there's going to be a new Half-Life uh, game. We'll announce it next week. Right cool um the next week came and they showed the they released the gameplay trailer um which again so you play as alex this is be between half-life one and two which again my lore is super fuzzy on this but like there's like the seven year war or something like that and like right. Like the cities are being taken over, blah blah blah. Gordon Freeman is on some weird ass interdimensional bus somewhere, or I should say train. And yeah. with the G Man. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and so I I'm personally I I'm excited about the idea of exploring Alex as a character. For it's the first time you play as a, a voiced character in any right. of the Half Life games. Um, because you've got Gordon Freeman who doesn't talk, and then you like mm -hmm. I think what Opposing Force was the game that you play as like another scientist, um, that is like in the the plant, and you like you interact with Gordon Freeman and stuff like that. But anyways, um, so yeah, uh, Alex will be voiced, um, even though you are her, which is a thing, but. 
it, it looks like it, it has a lot of those VR things, right? So you you push boxes over, right. um, or you you teleport over here and you shoot things. You reload the gun, blah blah blah. Um, it does but, sound I like movement wise, they'll have like all the different options, so you can like yeah. use the joystick and just move. You can teleport, and I can't remember. There was a third style of movement, but. I think you yeah, click on they they have uh, every every you. style of movement for VR is included in it. It's going to be whatever you want to do it as. So well, and I I think kind of coming out of this, I think the important thing is is this game's going to work on any headset, and I think that's that's the big one. Um, yeah. Because we we if we want VR to kind of take off, we almost need to get rid of exclusives for a while. Yeah. Um, exclusives are fine. I'm not gonna like argue against it, but uh, like if we really want it to take off, and I think Valve understands that because if, you know their their headset is practically new. Um, not many people own it. I I think mm-hmm. I think now they've completely sold out. But you know that's if the the, you knew, the index. Right? Yes. Is that what they yeah, okay. Yes. And, you know, but you need you need something that can run on the quest. Um or the Rift, the mm-hmm. the Vive, all of these different headsets that are out there. Um Is Oculus than, still you know, a thing? Uh yeah. Okay. That's the that's the quest in the Rift. Oh it is? Okay. Yeah, the quest is the new one, the the wireless one. Yeah, okay. I cause I kinda got the run like tried to get through the V like to understand the VR but I'm like I don't even it's it's a little <laughs> confusing I'll give it that um, because there's a lot going on and there's a lot of different things coming out it it seems like every day ah! um, um, cool. but yeah um, so yeah there's a new Half-Life game on the way it's supposed to come out March 2020 um, it's weird yeah um, and you know, I I'm reluctant to say I'll ever even play it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like um apparently there's been an uptick in the uh the Valve bundle sold on Steam and for people to play Half-Life, but I'm like how like realistically how many people are actually going to play this game um, cuz I would say maybe it's 5% of the people that have actually have a VR headset that regularly play video games. It could be more, but that's kind of just where I'm like I'm thinking it's such a small market and is this is this game big enough to sell those headsets? And for some people it might be. You know, some people that yeah, absolutely I am one hundred percent buying a VR headset to play this game, but then there's other people who are like I'll play it eventually when there's more to VR because I I know for me if I bought a VR headset just to play this game, I'd play this game and then I'll probably never touch the VR headset again. So until like something comes out, but I don't know. It's just I've never had that like need to have a VR. So, but well, and unless so, the game's super, but, unless it's just super good game, I don't know. But the, again, and the, again, that kind of is their MO or them their MO when they uh, their M- their MMO. Yes, Half when... Half Life Three MMO. <laughs> oh God, um, <laughs> when you know when Half Life One came out. PC gaming wasn't huge. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they kind of said, no, we're not going to release this on consoles. Um, I think it probably did at some point, but when it first released, it, it was for PC. 
Yeah. Um, it was a long time after that it released on consoles. Yeah, and then that's their thing. That's what they do. They they kind of give you this ultimatum saying, oh, this is what we're going to do. Um, you can either join us or not. Um, you know, they don't need the money. They can invest right. all of this money into development and the game can flop and they'll still come out on top. Um, Steam will always be Valve's moneymaker. Right. So so why not? Why not experiment? Um, and, you know, we, we knew this was coming because they keep on bringing on game developers and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we, yeah, we've been talking about that for, gosh, probably a year or more now, that all the game developers moving back to to Valve. So we Ooh. figured something was going to happen. I mean, did we think it was going to be a Half-Life game? Not really. I was more leaning towards, like, a new Portal game or a new Left 4 Dead game or something right. along that. Or but, something brand new. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. Artifact. Well, and so <laughs> I think, I think to be honest, Artifact is getting completely overhauled. Dota Chess. Like I, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> that was incredibly popular for them. It was. Yeah. I don't know if auto chess games are are gonna stick around. Um, I feel like I haven't heard anything about them in a while. But that game was incredibly popular for them. And let's be real. Dota continues to be incredibly popular for them. Well, and it, so they'll continue putting assets into it. Well, apparently they just had a huge update for Dota two that like completely oh, changed give me the started. game. Yeah. Don't yeah, even get me started yeah. on it. We don't. We don't have we time don't, for that. Sorry, we don't have time for this because that'll yes, be an there's... exclusive co- podcast if you donate. Yes, you can yeah, listen to me ramble locked about behind, Dota. That's locked, locked behind the premium wall there. <laughs> yeah, I, I. So I haven't touched Dota since the new update dropped, but um, there, there's definitely some shit in there. They definitely right. uh, fucked with some. People things. are excited. Yeah, yeah like so. like this is what I heard. Like people like this is the first time Dota players are like, yeah, let's go. I mean, it's not no, I mean time, but every every single time they drop an update, they the the joke is, then, oh, this is Dota three. When they yeah, dropped but, Dota two seven point it was the same thing. But but it's not it's not Dota's not the only game they did that to. DSGO just got a huge update yeah. that completely changed like the whole game. And so it's like they're they're doing things at, at mm-hmm. Valve right now. So I'm you know I'm not surprised there's new games rolling out. And you know maybe this next year we'll see a Portal Three or a Left 4 Dead Three or you know Half Life Alex half, will be game changing uh, and we'll all buy VR headsets. Well, because I can see Portal being a great VR game. I feel like you'd vomit within five. <laughs> I feel like you would throw up immediately. You're right, but yes, I I but, actually, I agree with both of those statements. If they if they could get figure the, out a way, real, yeah, to get rid of the motion sickness, mm-hmm. it would le- really lend itself to be yeah. a fantastic VR game. But because imagine like you know put a portal here, a portal there, you can like stick your head through a portal and like you know I mean we just have to imagine put a portal under your feet and put one above you and I mean I've been falling for 30 minutes again that's that's just that that comes with time when when arcade games came out it made people fucking sick when movies came out they made people sick we just basically have to destroy our brains enough to the point where they just think, ah, yeah, this is just normal, right? You know, and then and and the kids that are now seeing VR at young ages, 
it's not going to be weird to him. Right. True. So, curious but, to see where this goes. Yeah, but speaking of things that they are doing at Valve, um, or are not doing at Art, Valve. Art. So, oh. so they brought on Campo Santo. Um, I think it was last year. It could have been way mm -hmm. early this year. I, think, I don't I, know. Yeah. My time is so fucked up. You're right. 2019 has been a long, long year. So, um, so Campo For Santo summer. is the, the team that did Firewatch, a game that is on my top 10 of all time. And I absolutely that, adore. That um, PewDiePie is, killed. I'm just kidding is still the background to my phone um they had announced their new project which is um in the valley of gods or just valley of the gods um which is supposed to take place in egypt blah 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 um so right around this leak of half-life um so kind of slowly um references to this game started disappearing from Campo Santos uh, employees like Twitter, Twitter bios and stuff like that um, and people started noticing this and they're like oh yep Valve killed it but um, <laughs> when they announced Half-Life Alex, um, they like Jake Rodkin who is the lead at that team um, kind of like headed it off and said maybe kind of absolutely you're a hundred percent right um but he he did say that development is on hold um for this game um and the way he put it was but it certainly feels like a project people can and may return to and yeah. when that happens we'll find an exciting way to let fans know um i feel like this is probably dead at this point but no, that'll just turn into what Half Life Three is. Yes, um, Half Life Three takes place in Egypt, um, exactly. and uh, the the more interesting I think thing to kind of come out of this was uh, Rodkin also said, you know, you hear a lot about how at Valve you can work on what you want. It turns out that's true, and there's a lot of work available. As we integrated ourselves into Valve, it became clear that there was a lot of valuable work to be done on Half Life Alex. Some of us started lending a hand and have since become full-time on the project as it approaches launch. And he also mentioned, you know, they're working on other projects. Um, there's people on Artifacts. There's people on the Dota team now. So it, it seems like that's, you know, a thing. But I'm real sad to see this game that it might never come to fruition right um and you know like i'm not saying that half-life alex is going to be a very different game than like firewatch it is but um i'm gonna be really sad if we don't have that team making a game like that again yeah you know uh because i experience yeah and i want that mystery of being like what the fuck is this game and then right. playing it and sitting down and thinking what the fuck was that game because that's kind of how what i had with firewatch um and so i don't know uh i'm i'm disappointed uh that this game may never come out but 
again, hey, at least they're working. You know? Yeah, definitely. It could have been, um, oh, no, it was just the the team has shut down and everybody's fired and looking for jobs now. <laughs> Merry right. Christmas. Um, but... So I mean, to, I mean to the option's still open there. I mean, you never know. Yeah, like after, totally after, the, after the after the launch of Half Life, Alex, like they could go back and you know it, they might just put a small team back on the game and slowly get it finished and put out. It's you true. never know. Right. It's I mean, very true. Because how how much of a studio are you going to need for Half Life, Alex to support after launch day? Probably I mean, not a huge one, but probably so they not can huge, play. but probably still decent. Yeah, but they maybe they can move a couple employees back to Valley of the Gods to kind of make slowly work on the game. You never know, you know. I I like it when games aren't on a timeline when they're being oh, made, sure. you know. Cuz that's that's been the issue with honestly that's been an issue with this last honestly 10 years as right. these these timelines that are put on these games and it's been evident with these unfinished unpolished games that we're getting. I mean, so it's, like it's it's always been that way. I mean, look at ET True. I mean, the worst game ever made, probably. That's that's why ET was so bad is because they and came literally, and like, literally oh, was got like a month. Literally was buried in the desert, so which is hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I'm fine with that. Like you know, yeah, it's a bummer, but it's not like it's dead, dead, and it there's a chance that it can come back. And they're they're making it sound like that it is something that may return. So yeah, Definitely. and hopefully it would be it would be nice to see that game come out. Um, because I've been excited for a while. Uh, right. So what we do know is coming out is the Xbox, the, the Xbox Series X, the Xbox um, X, which is Xbox's um, or Microsoft's brand new console, right? Um, that will drop holiday 2020, as we all assumed, uh, which yeah. will be right at the same time as the PlayStation Five. Um, and if you could think of a more confusing name for this console, <laughs> um, I think we found it. I, I think this is kind of where it is. Um, but at the same time, so here's here's my thought on the name of the Xbox Series X, right? Right. It, they're just trying to make it seem like a luxury item, right? Yeah. When you go to buy a car... It's like, oh, I'm gonna get the Mitsubishi something series well, something. Let's, and... let's just go with the Tesla. You know, there's the model, the different models of the Tesla, and that's that's how I feel this is. It's now the Tesla of video game consoles. Well, the thing um, is, this like, is, I mean, the, is the Tesla time. is the Tesla of video game consoles. <laughs> you can play Stardew Valley in your Tesla now. Uh, the, so... uh, what Xbox is trying to do with this though is like they're trying to make it go from beyond just here's the Xbox, here's the Xbox 360 and all that stuff. They're trying to make it as, here's our platform. This is us. It's not well, just, this is our console. This they're is going us. back Because they're going back, it's, like, it's just the Xbox. The Series X is just the model. Of right. So right. they're going back to just the name Xbox, which, that's fine. You know, do whatever you want. But it's, honestly, people are just going to call it the, you know, the Xbox 2. Just I don't know. The Xbox S. Nope, nope, we've got that. The Xbox. <laughs> Xbox X. Oh, we got that one, too. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Xbox X. All right. And if we're going to compare this to Tesla, um, we need it's the Cybertruck. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the thing, thing looks a like a beast. 
It is yeah, a unit. Is, it is. This is just an absolute like unit of a video game, <laughs> like console. I mean, they um, they took the box very seriously on this one. Like, yeah, and and so here's their here's the other thing they're they're trying to do with it, right? Um, they're trying to make it a PC. Yeah, they're trying to make it like like it seems it, like more in line with a PC, and they've been doing this for a long time, right? Um, they're trying to migrate the whole infrastructure, which is why the Game Pass Ultimate is a thing, because oh, you can sign up for this thing, and now you have games on your Xbox One, and you have games on your PC, and you can crossplay them, and you can play one on the other, blah blah blah, and right. it, like that's that's what they've been doing for years so it only makes sense Um, but so this is from their presser um, that they put out um, that's the series x will offer around four times more cpu performance than the xbox one and twice as much gpu power as the xbox one x Um, that should put the series x at around 12 teraflops all the teraflops we're we're back to talking about teraflops (laughs) more teraflops the better of graphical performance which is up there with some of the fastest pc gpus available today um sure i mean we knew that this was what they were going to do they were um i don't i haven't seen a price point yet but i mean we can assume that it's going to be spendy it's probably i'm i'm assuming minimum 500 Oh, minimum. Yeah. Like, I think this I think is going to be more ex- than that. I think it's going to be more expensive than the PlayStation 5. Oh, absolutely. Um, it could very well be. So, which, which, so this is the different route that I can see where X- Xbox is the most powerful thing, which kudos for them. They're trying to be the PC, where I think PlayStation, obviously, they're making a really powerful console with the PS5, but I think they're going to be more, um, more for the price wise like because what the pro is still 400 right now so i think that's probably gonna be the price part mark that the ps5 is coming out at i mean i could see it being 500 but you know it's curious it's just funny to see how this last generation playstation and xbox were trying to do the same thing and now we're seeing this split of how they want to handle this next generation because um Whoa. xbox is all about doing this cloud-based gaming and keeping it all uniform with the pc and stuff Ooh. and i'm curious to see what the stance because it's kind of fuzzy what ps sony wants to do with their stance like they right. had a great thing going with the ps4 and i think they just want to kind of continue on that trend so whereas but to you know be fair like with this most recent the most recent update they gave with the ps5 they were talking about the solid state drive and the load times and all stuff like that so yeah they could be going the same route console wise I, 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 I didn't i didn't say they weren't it's just how much of a of a of a beast that sony's gonna be putting out and just curious what the price point is gonna be like you know it's I'm, gonna look I'm, exactly like the Series X, except just gray instead of black. That, right. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh it's gonna gosh. be blue. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, and that's a, like, and that could be the other thing. What if you know Sony comes out and says, "All right, here's a price point uh, PS5 that makes sense." And then here is a super powerful PS5. See that? That's what I can see. Releasing two PS5s at launch. I mean, Although I, I don't I, see it at launch just because, like, you think about all the issues that come in with a new oh, console, sure. and you multiply that by two. That would be yeah, that's, themselves I, in the foot. I guess, I guess so. But you know, I I can see that with Matt. Like, you know, 
I mean, it's like what they did with the PS4 or the PS4 Pro. Like, you know, come out with right. the PS4. Because at the time when the PS4 came out, like, it was a hell of a console. I mean, it still mm. is. And then the Pro right. came out a couple years later, and that's a hell of a console. So I can see them following those same lines. Like, here's the 5. It's super strong, but maybe, you know, down the road, you're going to get a 5 Pro that's just even, like, you know, a couple hundred dollars more, but it's just going to be a beast. So. Right. Yeah. Regardless, I'm probably getting the 5. Um See, because for me, and I think for you guys too, is like we got computers, so yeah. the, the Xbox is less appealing to me. Um, it'd be I one thing know. if I didn't have a. Go ahead. I mean, is this going to be? Is this Xbox going to be more powerful than your current computer? Yes, that's going probably console. Because I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be more than mine at the moment. So mm. I don't know, but I just don't know. So. Right. I, I I guess yes, Matt, Matt's going back to consoles. He's abandoning the Mac. <laughs> so so here's the thing. So I I think about this more and more, um, because uh, for for a number of reasons. One, if they can release a console that does the things they're saying, you know, can do upwards of a hundred frames per second in 4K. Uh, and I don't have to worry about, you know, upgrading and maintaining and stuff like that. That's actually sounds kind of good to me. You know, yeah. it's like as somebody who's had and built PCs, you know, for the majority of my life now, um, that's something that I love to do. But also, I just moved across the country. Um, I'm working in an industry that moving and traveling and all that stuff is a very real part of my life. Um, if I can get the same kind of thing it's out true, of like a, a smaller box, that sounds super appealing to me. Yeah, I, I, I get whole, where you're coming from. With the whole advent of crossplay becoming so accessible yeah. now. Well, like, that, and that's, that's, that's the like other thing. Not. Like, you know, like when I like when I was first playing my PC games, like I was playing it because a lot of the games I really liked were PC only. Um, and if they did get ported to console, it was usually a subpar version. But like I said, with like Game Pass and stuff, so much of it is on both. And I'm not splitting my friend's base. Right. It's starting to become a reality where I can do those things, where I can well, play with my friends I, and I travel think... and do all these things. I think that's what we're going to see in the next the next uh, coming years. Is it's not going to matter what platform you're on, you're going to be able to play with your friends. And I mean that's evident with the crossplay. Sony's finally mm -hmm. open to it. I mean the fact that I just you know it was announced that the new MLB The Show is releasing for Xbox and with and Switch, which is it's a it's Sony property. Which <laughs> it's a Sony property, right? It's a no, Sony it's property so that's actually going to release for Xbox and Switch which is unreal to hear. So, I mean, like, that's so funny to think about, like, people in Sony are going to be having working on Xbox right. devs and, and stuff like that and working on Switches. And um, who's who's to say that, you know, Xbox won't be able to do that? You know, maybe the next Halo. Halo on PS5. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that, is that out of the question? Or is that, like, actually, like, you know what? That might be an option. Um, it could it's, be. It's like... kind of weird because... 
they're we're at the point where I think these companies would rather actually expand their uh they don't care they they want to have as many people play their game they just don't care who's playing their game at this point i think that's kind of what i've hopefully i that's the trend i want to see in 2020 in the future is enough of these console exclusives enough of these things is like if you make a great game be proud of what you made and let as many people as possible experience this game yeah but i, I mean i you can go ahead, go ahead. I was okay. just going to say, I think that's a little bit of wishful thinking. Oh, but, I know. But, it is. I guess I have... It might be something we see, though. I guess but I have I to wonder... Don't... Like, Go ahead. I'll say what I, I want to say. Yeah. I guess I have to wonder if, if they can sit down and kind of look at, like, okay, here's how many PlayStations were sold after God of War came out. Versus how many games we would have more we would have sold of god of war if it came out for even pc yeah you got to come out for playstation or pc look at days gone which was practically a failure right what if days gone would have come out on another platform as well nobody went out of their way to buy a playstation for uh, days gone but what if it came out on another console yeah like I, I agree with you. Maybe maybe right now PC will be that middle ground, um, where you know, because I mean, look at Death Stranding. That was a Sony property, whatever. It's coming to PC in ne- this next summer, and which is weird to think. So I mean, maybe so maybe the play- the computer will be that middle ground where, you know, Sony properties and Microsoft properties. Obviously, Microsoft properties are already right. on PC, but it could be that spot where Sony's kind of will be kind of pushing it more like that way to get to get it out there. Um, I, I could know. see that. I could see the games coming a lot to PC, but the thing is to sit there and say like, "All right, now we're gonna make God of War and we're gonna put it on Xbox." See, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming that, from. Hang that's, on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Let me finish. <laughs> no. So essentially, like that. At that point, it's saying like, "All right, so this is our flagship game, and now." Xbox One players, they don't need to buy the PlayStation to play this. And a lot yeah. of people, if you look on Reddit, like, a lot of people are posting all the time, I just got my PS4 with God of War and stuff like that. So... I, I, guess, yeah. I, guess, you're, I guess you're right. It is all about that. But, you know... It is, but also... So we're saying that PC can be the middle ground. Now, what if... Just what if we made a console that was basically a pc and we just <laughs> didn't tell anybody about it right right i mean uh, yeah. i don't know we'll see uh you know uh, i'm curious to see where this because i think 20 the two, 2010s was a very like uh was kind of a testing ground for a lot of things that are gonna be we're gonna see in this i mean like i know you have this decades thing here mm-hmm. of like the last ten years have been a Spoilers. crazy time, crazy time for uh, video games. I mean, we've mm-hmm. they've experimented I mean... with so much stuff, and we've had so many controversies, so many, you know, you know, the loot box scandal, the the pay to win strategies, the uh, season pass thing that's taken over. Like it's, it's been a kind of a weird. So yeah, so before we get into the decade recap, right there. Sorry. Um, so myself. first of all, um, I want to mention that. They they announced this with Hellblade two. Oh my which god, it is looks so good. Absolutely, <laughs> the game <laughs> I never wanted. Um, 
I don't. I, there's something about the idea of them making a sequel to uh, Hellblade or Senua's Sacrifice, should say, that I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. But also, I, I don't, the trailer I was like Looks some cool. weird fucking that was Swedish wild. rock like metal. <laughs> that was stuff. wild. Senua's like, what is happening? I'm so confused. Yeah, it was really. It was really weird. It was it was a little edgy for my taste, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, as as more comes out of the game, because obviously we don't know anything about it right now. But as more comes out, I'm captures, really interested. If it captures that, like what the first one did, I'm all in. I mean, that first and one it was, was it, it's really strange so to good. me uh, that this is the game they're going with, right? Because well, they, they, they have they have a like a, a decent first party catalog. Um, they could have said something about Halo Infinite, Halo. right? Yeah, right. But they chose to go with the Ninja well, Theory game. And I actually appreciate Xbox for doing that because, you know, they did make a huge point at E3, what is that, two years ago, when they like, mm-hmm. here's all the independent studios we just bought to work like, well, to hell, do. Well, the E3 this year, they added fucking, like, 20 more. Yeah, yeah. so, like, I, I actually am, like kind of excited because that's been where playstation has really beat xbox this last generation is these more independent i mean like hellblade came out for playstation exclusively and then now we're getting it now they show it as a exclusive xbox game it's kind right. of funny how that happened and that that actually i think yeah. that's the reason why they did it there but i think it's kind of showing in good faith that xbox is like we're really going to support these studios like right. we're not gonna we're gonna let them do what they want to do we're just funding them so I'm excited in, to see. And in addition to that, like if you think about like Halo for example, like if they put Halo on the face of this Xbox reveal, the questions don't become about this Xbox. It's just like, all right, so what can you tell us about Halo? When yeah, is it coming sure. out? What's I, the I think, story? That's the one thing is Halo is actually going to be bigger than the Xbox Series X. So I don't. Yeah. I think you're right about that, that's Jason. Fair. I don't think they. I don't think they wanted to undercut the Series X reveal yeah. with the new Halo trailer. They want to put it on a game that people are like, that's super cool. Wasn't yeah. expecting that, but I'm actually excited for. Um, but yeah, the Xbox Series X. I think that was kind of that was their yeah. plan. Because yeah, if if a new Halo shows up or any like other big franchises, I can like you know obviously like another Gears because that just came out this year. But yeah. Um, yeah, because you don't want to overshadow the release of your co- the announcement of your console, unless Whereas you can I... answer all the questions. And like, I don't think Halo's at a point where they can answer all the questions. Well, I mean, we still have so. a, we have a year till Halo comes out. It launches with this, so it's not like it's gonna. I mean, I guess overshadowing wouldn't have been that that bad of a thing because people are gonna buy this well, just to play uh, Halo. So, and it's not a surprise. We know yeah. what's happening. So um, um, yeah. So b- before we get out of here, we've got a couple minutes, and since it is 2019, we are about to hit 2020. We are ending a decade, um, and so I, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. Like, what has defined this decade in terms of you know, in specifically in video games. Because it has. It has been a lot. And and maybe I feel like it's a lot because this has been my decade, right? Mm-hmm. This is where I have come into my own in terms of video games. Yes, I played them before. 
but this is where like this is the decade that i started like i would say like maybe more critically thinking about it um and stuff like that and so like i was thinking about that because well can we keep in mind the beginning of this decade we were what 16 17 you know we're kind of getting out of the age where oh i guess you were what what were you 18 i guess i mean i i guess i I graduated in 2010 i graduated high school I guess I grew up 2011, so I mean, I was, I think I was 16 at this point in 2009, right? That sounds about right. I don't know. So, like, I being at that age of, like, you know, that age of later, uh, you know, close to being an adult to now, it's like, yeah, you have that more critical thinking. You're kind of taking these games in for more than what they are. Like, you're, you're understanding mm-hmm. the, the, you know, symbology of what's being shown well and, and stuff like uh, that. frankly in my in my case first of all a media degree helps but also yeah. like the fact that we sit down and talk about them on right. a regular basis uh helps a ton um but yeah. you know like if we look at like the start of the decade we were ending a console cycle um mm-hmm. and then in 2012 we you came out um the following year is when PlayStation Four and Xbox One came out. Uh, that's um, crazy. Ooh, and it's been it's been a hell of a long cycle. I mean, we're looking yeah. at you know seven full years, um, and I guess it was only what two years ago um, that the the Pro and the One uh, X came out. It might have been a, the year the, before, the, but you the know, Pro. I think the Pro came out in 2015, right? I don't it wasn't know. short. Maybe 2016. Yeah, I don't think it was quite that early, but um, let me see. I can find this out. It, it's been a talking. really, really decently long cycle. Like, I can't believe that my PlayStation is seven years old. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, well, then it goes to show like how like they really did kind of put the work in and like to look yeah. to the future for these consoles. So, because like. The fact that my PS4 still sitting here today, um, still playing these games are coming out fairly well. I mean, obviously the pros mm-hmm. gonna play them better, but I mean, I got through Red Dead just fine. I've got there's gonna be other games that I'm gonna be picking up before this thing's done that I'm I'm hoping will play well, and I'm sure will. You know, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, the and right. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so. and still it was coming a out. it was November 2016 that it came out. 16. Okay. Um, yeah, and so, like, like looking at the trends, like, you're talking about, like, the controversies, like, yeah, like, we, we obviously had the loot box stuff, which right. is, you know, still so, in effect. A we, lot we, of experimentation went on this. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, you know, right. Gamergate happened in this decade. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Like, um, and I think over anything, um... Uh, I think the the rise and the the way the internet has shaped our day-to-day lives has obviously affected video games as a whole because we can trace everything back to that right being able to play online being able to buy loot boxes gamergate um subscriptions um passes you know like the the cloud-based gaming that is now happening um and you know stadia even though it feels like a failure is a huge step um like all of that is due 
to the availability of the internet because you right. know like obviously it was around in 2010 um in 2009 but it's everywhere now you do not go anywhere without being able to connect to wi-fi right it's everywhere and beyond that it, it has given rise to like the mobile movement um mm-hmm. i didn't realize it but the ipad came out in 2010 which right? which is crazy. I, I mean i, I remember i, mean, I was the, in high school the talking iphone to the iphone came out in 2007 yeah yeah um and uh, those two things changed video games because it's like oh well you like that well what if you could have it with you at all times who now does not play games on their phone every person has games installed on their phone and plays them right and their iPads and everything like that and so mobile gaming is the biggest part of the industry that we never talk about right mm-hmm. like people spend thousands of dollars a day playing candy crush and it's a it's a weird part of the whole video game community that we we usually ignore yeah but it's 100% there um and and also it's given rise to the availability to uh, develop indie games and get them out. Like Braid came out um, in the late thousands, mm-hmm. but since then, I mean, look at look at it. It's possible now to run an indie like an independent video game studio people are out there doing it like we were, we we're joking about stardew valley the other day it is now possible to release an incredibly successful game for oh. every major console pc your phones tablets fucking cars and yeah. one person did it well like look at undertale like that game yeah. was made by one person and it was a phenomenon it was a cultural phenomenon yeah, like and the mixture of YouTube exposure, the mixture of yep, uh, that's the other thing, right? Like, well, and I mean the YouTube thing and the streaming that really yeah. took off to show off these games. It's like that's that was where I think that's going to be one of the biggest marks of this generation is is this accessibility to see a game that you mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to play to watch someone else play it and stuff like yeah, like that. That was. Honestly, one of the biggest I think features of this last generation is is, is yeah. streaming. Yeah, streaming. streaming is I mean is so incredibly popular. Um, it's it's amazing. I mean, we, and we I made like the, we made these streamers millionaires because of it. So it's right. Just... Well, and and let's be real. The cool thing, like even though like I'm not like huge into the whole streaming life or anything, yeah. like let's be real. It's cool that somebody can sit down and play video games that just loves them, and people will watch and pay for that. Like that's that's yeah. a really interesting thing. Um, and even though like a lot of the popular ones are assholes or like and like I would never watch them, you know, we gave them an outlet and they took it and ran with it. Right. Uh, and, and the same goes for YouTubers, right? I, I feel like you're talking to 
Dr. Disrespect right now. So <laughs> I, Oh, that's part of it. I do not like Dr. Disrespect. But let's be real. Like, we all know his name. Yeah, and what he's done. I mean, he, he didn't he win Streamer of the Year, too, at Game Awards? So uh, I don't know if it was the Game Awards. He definitely won something like that. But uh, So, yeah. I mean, yeah, people people hate oh. him, but, you know, people still Game watch him. Great Game Awards was Shroud. Was yeah, it? Yeah, Shroud won which, one. Which I think I Boogie like won one year. So um, Yeah, I mean, it's like the fact that that's actually a category in gaming now is the streamer yeah. of the year. And, I mean, so it's just, it's crazy. And it's only going to get bigger from this con- like generation. Because now these consoles that are coming out are going to be 100% integrated for streaming. Yeah. It's like it wasn't like when the PS5 or PS4 came out. It was like, yeah, there's like a there's a, there's a stream feature. Option. Yeah, there's a stream feature. There's the share button, but you know, it was never it never worked great, and they had to do a lot of updates to it. Obviously, when the PS5 comes out, I'm sure Xbox you know comes out, there well, will they be have a share button. On yeah, the there'll be a 100% integration with Twitch and Mixer and who knows what else. So yeah, it was a it was a really like interesting thing the first time like I tried to plug in a PlayStation 3 to try to stream from it. Because, yeah, because we did like, that at my house. And um, it had like the DRM thing, or yeah, and you had to buy that. You had to buy that special thing because streaming in that generation just. So that's the thing, like so that like there was there's there's protections on it, so you can't like upload like movies and stuff online, right? Um, because that's a very easy way to do it. But uh, that's like now like when the play between the ps3 and the ps4 they added a thing where you can turn off that protection um you know granted you can't like launch hulu or whatever when that happens but uh like that's now a very real thing that everybody has to think about when in the playstation 3 it was just like oh yeah why would we not protect our hd stream like or right. like like our uplink like why wouldn't we do that there's absolutely no reason not to absolutely um, so yeah it's it's been a hell of a decade it has it's been a good one though. internet's made it crazy i mean gosh we yeah. i mean it's i didn't know good. either it's one of you at the beginning of this decade so yeah, there's that it's been good it's been terrible like there's it's been a lot of things yeah, um i think it was i think it was 2012 that I started talking to you, Austin. No, it wasn't even till the PlayStation came out. So 2013. Well, yeah, isn't that 2012? No, it was 13. 13. When oh, it okay. Because yeah. I that was like I didn't really know who you guys were. Um, I yeah, met I you mean, guys I met, through I'm... through Battlefield 4. To be honest, and that now, was the game. Matt, so here's I've another thing. For a decade now. That's crazy. Yeah, you yeah. guys have known each other longer. Well, and, and here's here's another thing, right? Like uh, with the rise of the internet and stuff, you you have this you have this outlet to make friends and stuff. Like, yeah, like I like had my Xbox Live friends that I played with that I had no idea who they were and stuff. But I feel like like regularly now I hop into parties with people that I have no idea, like I've never met before, but I know their names. Um, we sit down and we play. It doesn't feel like it's a crapshoot where you're jumping into a private lo- or like a public lobby and just hoping yeah. for the best. You know, like now it's Discord and stuff like that. And like, well, I think like at least like Austin uh, in jason and i knew each other beforehand but like austin like our friendship developed online before we ever met in like real life yeah 
we randomly met at the gym, so. <laughs> that's true. And then at a party. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. But it's like, like yesterday we went and saw the new Star Wars, and every single person I was there with, um, I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for me buying a PS4 back in 2013. Like it's it's that's, that's the truth. I wouldn't have known any of those like guys. So it's just crazy to think like how much like yeah, this a lot happened in this generation, but a lot happened to me because of this generation. So that's what I'm like kind of the most uh like that's my biggest takeaway is right sure that yeah i i'm i'm really excited to see what's happening um and what what can come of all of the like technological advances that we're making i mean uh let's be real like it's only getting bigger and bigger right um and yeah like it's it's really cool to be able to sit there and enjoy it as it's happening mm-hmm. um definitely and also, and also bitch about when it's done really poorly right <laughs> we'll be there there. for that too yeah so we'll yeah. 2020 the year of dry spell just i don't know I yes there that. we go We're the year we off. launch our patreon our exorbitant our exorbitant do Remember. you think we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take a bet right now. Um, twenty eleven was the year that Star Citizen started kickstarting itself. Do you think it comes out this decade? No. <laughs> no way. I don't think that game's ever gonna come out. It's gonna be like one of those things where they just kind of slowly release one thing here and there, and it's never gonna be like here's Star Citizen. I don't know. We'll it's... see. Is Star Citizen a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> Fucking might be. I think it is. But they got Mark Hamill, so it's all good. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at this because I haven't heard of it. I'm looking it up now. You don't know what Star <laughs> Citizen is? Oh my god, never we heard don't have it. time for this. Yeah, we don't have time for this. We need to end thing. now. Before <laughs> we get into this. All okay, right. Okay. Well, uh, we'll say we'll end with uh, thanking everybody who's listening to us. Uh, thanks for all the listeners through all of 2019. Third, um, third year now we've done this. Yeah, show. it's our third year. Um, thanks for everybody who who stuck sticks by us or for whatever reason. Uh, and yeah, you. and we'll we'll be back in 2020 with stuff. Well, like I said, we we do have plans on game of the year um, because why not? Um, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of hit it as it comes out and just kind of keep pushing along. Uh, I want to thank, Aust- I thank Austin for being here. Uh, I want to thank Jason for being here. Been here since uh, day one. Yeah. And, uh, Been here since year two. Yes, <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll Jay- be... Jason was our year, our year two DLC. Yes. Um, <laughs> if they have, we'll... make sure that if they haven't paid, you know, for the DLC, then it's true. I'm not you, in this we gotta edit out Jason's video because if <laughs> you right. didn't pay for, yeah, there you go. You didn't get the subscription, the the season pass. You don't get the, it... the exclusive Jason DLC. Can, can can we just like comment on the the how ironic it is that we're ending our decade of the whatever podcast with you know paid subscription? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, it's been fun, um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back shortly uh, to do some more stuff. Uh, thanks in, for listening. In the meantime, you know where to find us. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, 
uh, SoundCloud. Uh, all Dry Spell Radio, I, we're the only one that exists. So, um, yeah, reach out. Let us know if you're listening. Let us know about your favorite things of uh, the past decade or even 2019. Um, yes, and, please send us messages. Yeah. We would love to. Uh, I'm a very lonely person. So, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back at some point. To um, everyone, have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will see you. Don't do it. Don't listen to him. Don't in let the, off the peer pressure get to in, you. In the 2020. 